Hello, hi, I'm Erin Vandevin. Thanks for joining me today. This is Medium Lady Talks. This podcast is about figuring out the medium effort way to get the most out of life today. I hope the things I unpack here can role model and invite you to sort out your own ways to live life in the present. This is a show about experimenting to get closer to what matters most. I'm glad you're here, so let's settle in. Hello, hi, and welcome to episode 17 of Medium Lady Talks. Medium Lady Talks with Sarah Rich about the Skincare Olympics. This is a repurposed audio of an IGTV that I did a few weeks ago with my friend Sarah. Sarah is a really old friend of mine, and I'll tell you just how old in a few minutes, but The reason I thought, you know, it would be a good conversation to flip into audio is that I had a lot of fun. I know Sarah had a lot of fun and the video in and of itself was, you know, kind of unrehearsed and untimed and it's a little bit long, but I recognize too that sometimes your time in a long form conversation might be better invested in a podcast format where you don't have to, you know, commit your eyeballs (laughs) to watching the content. You rather might um, benefit from the multitasking opportunities that podcasts allow. At least I know for myself, I often will get carried away with listening to video content at times. Um, But certainly appreciate the opportunity to consume video content via audio only. And I think this conversation lends itself well to that. Um, First, I'm, you know, probably just going to take up a little bit of additional time um, and just chat a little bit about a couple of things that relate to this conversation. I think it's maybe a little bit indulgent of me to add time to what's already going to be probably a an hour and 15 minute conversation between myself and Sarah. But really just kind of encouraging myself to take up space where I've claimed it and not worry too much about the listener experience on the other end, what you may or may not want. Um, And just trust that you know that better than I could. And if I want to get a little chatty, then this is the place that I've carved out for myself and I'm going to claim it as mine and (laughs) use up as much time as I want to. Um, have really been super inspired to wax poetic a little bit off the cuff in a little bit of a less structured manner. Um, Have been really enjoying the Be There in Five podcast with Kate Kennedy, where Kate is really, you know, almost an influencer turned journalist. She's known for her deep dives on a number of culturally relevant but niche areas Um, that really warrant a closer look and the examination by a singular individual with one point of view really is a kind of magical sort of presence that she's brought to her podcasting space. I would highly recommend if you're interested any of her long-form podcasts on the Mormon Mommy Bloggers or Taylor Swift. Um, She did a really excellent, I think it was a conversation actually, but really great podcast on the recent issues with Britney Spears, um, the Free Britney movement and her conservatorship 
and really just what I appreciate about Kate so much is that she's willing to spend the time with her own voice. She's not hurried or anxious in any way to basically get you off the phone. You know, I mean, it makes me think a lot of when I was little, my mom would leave really long answering machine messages and most people didn't care. But I remember my dad's dad, my opa would give her a hard time for how long her answering machine messages were. And, you know, that's kind of an example that stands out to me of women being encouraged to be efficient and useful with the space that they choose to take up and how unnecessary and how lovely it can be to not be rushed off a call. You know, we're all spending so much time on Zoom these days. I mean, I'm using Zoom collectively. Again, this is so interesting. Using Zoom collectively as the, it's the like the Kleenex of video chat. Like I'm not actually on Zoom most of the time, but you don't need to know that if I say I'm, I'm on Zoom, then it doesn't really matter if it's like Microsoft Teams or Google, Google Classroom, Google Hangouts. What is the Google? Anyway, that doesn't matter either. But more my point is we're spending all these time on video calls and you know, it's really encouraged to kind of just like take up your space briefly and then mute yourself and turn off your camera. And I think that that psyche is valuable, but, you know, not in and of itself that I'm trying to explore or discover who I am or learn more about me and what I like and what I bring to the world Um, through efficient means. I think it takes a more meandering sense of time and space with your own voice. Anyway, um, so that's kind of what's inspired Kate Kennedy and the Be There in Five podcast have very much kind of inspired the little bit of small talk that I'm going to bring before um, introducing the conversation with Sarah. Sarah is a really old friend of mine, such an old friend that I have very fond memories of riding the school bus with her. We both took very long bus rides from our neighborhoods to the French Immersion School, um, way on the other side of town, in the the town that we lived. And um, one of my oldest memories of Sarah is, I think, her sixth or seventh birthday party, which is a funny thing to say because I actually never made it to that birthday party. Um, Sarah, if you're listening, this is one of my first early childhood regrets, which is I got an invitation to Sarah's birthday party, which required us to have permission to get off the bus at her bus stop. And I don't know that I had ever received a formal birthday invitation before. And so the card itself went forgotten in my backpack, you know, um, a disorganized and thoughtless six or seven year old that I was. And the day of the party, everybody got off at her stop except for me. And the reason being was that I had not only not RSVP'd to this birthday, but I had not even had it on my radar um, to attend what was to be the social event of my grade one career. So, you know, that's one of my earliest memories of regret as a child And the, you know, perfectionism probably settling in early that I learned from the consequence of not keeping my um, social calendar intact as a young child that would potentially lead to me missing out on really exciting things like uh, pool parties off the bus 
uh, at Sarah's house. (laughs) So Sarah and I have been, as I said before, friends for a very long time. And, you know, the really beautiful thing about that friendship is that it has had many chapters. It has had chapters through elementary school, through high school, and into our adult and motherhood. And it has not been a an uninterrupted tale. You know, we had, I guess, breaks from our friendship. I don't really know um, how else to put them. Um, you know, it's a sort of, you know, unintentional paths of life that uncross and then recross again. And what to my mind is a very beautiful and organic um, shared experience that you can run into the same people again with such fondness and love that you can truly pick up a friendship. I think it had been 10 years before this latest chapter in our friendship and what I sincerely hope is the the last of our, unt- our, our untanglings. <laughs> our friendship, may it, may it forever be tangled together. Um, one of the greatest things about this latest part of our friendship is a true love and nerding out for all things related to beauty, um, makeup, skincare, etc. Both a love of product, a love of application, a love of testing things out, uh, a love of collection, and finally a true love of questioning the ideal and the status quo when it comes to being a consumer of makeup and beauty products. We both admit in the conversation that we truly love to own and experiment and play with makeup and beauty products, and yet we feel deeply troubled at the narratives and ideals that these products foist upon us. Um, In our conversation about the Skincare Olympics, we will talk about skincare and the things that, you know, we would give hypothetical fun awards to, but you'll hear us get into a conversation that really I think has to do with the ways that opportunity can be minimized the older one gets and that there is somehow an inherent issue with the person who aged and maybe lost out on opportunities or missed opportunities. Um, Because of that, you know, we talk a little bit about Hollywood, we talk a little bit about how, you know, there's something about buying the right product that allows you to fix the fact that time marches on and how it's very refreshing to really take a step back from those norms and messages to understand where they're leading you in a false direction, but then to look at the things that might be in your medicine cabinet or your um, vanity to think about those things with a different fondness, perhaps for what they bring you in, in actuality as you use them and not for what they promised or what their marketing um, tactics promised for you. So I hope you will enjoy that. You know, I think we had talked about skincare as a subject and how we might have fun talking about skincare we settled on the Olympics as, uh, at the time it was really recently kicked off. Um, and you know, it's this thing that I don't know. I don't know. Are the Olympics around forever? We're learning a lot. <laughs> We're learning a lot about the Olympics and what's problematic and what isn't, you know, just as much as we are kind of deconstructing the messaging that surrounds beauty products and, 
um, the messaging that surrounds uh, what we buy and how things are marketed to us. We're questioning the messages that the Olympics are sharing with us. And, you know, what Sarah and I didn't touch on, although I wish we had, was perhaps this tremendous sense of both um, sport and performance that the Olympics really brings to us as, you know, essentially the the Hunger Games of our real lives, which is, you know, we really indulge in the Olympics as pure entertainment over sport. And in a way that most sports are entertainment, but not all athletes pursue their sport to entertain us um, the way that perhaps an actor or, you know, somebody in in traditional entertainment might, you know, Simone Biles being a really, really fascinating example of this. Simone uh, made the decision to pull out of the team event. I'm not going to be able to speak with very much authority or context of this. I I don't know anything about gymnastics at all. Um, But we all know Simone Biles is probably one of the greatest athletes of this generation and yet made the incredibly admirable, brave decision to pull herself out of this event in Tokyo and to do so with the transparency that she was not well, that she was not mentally in a place that would allow her to compete in a way that would be safe, in a way that would be productive and fruitful for her team, and really brought in stark relief to my mind the sense of performance, the added hype uh, that the Olympics bring, the added spectacle to sport, and how, um, you know, there's really very few professions where you go to work and you create spectacle um, for others. And I think that it's a tremendously challenging area that the Olympics has almost gotten worse and worse every year this idea of spectacle and the idea of, you know, how decorated an Olympian is. People know more the narrative and rhetoric that surrounds their performance because of social media, because of media in general. You know, what are the stories that we're going to tell ourselves about these Olympic Games? I just found the Simone Biles experience that she, you know, graciously shared to be a really fascinating case study, I guess, in boundary setting. We're all kind of learning a little bit more and more about the vernacular, the vocabulary, the glossary of terms that one might use when setting boundaries. And I think when you look at Simone Biles, what she did was set a boundary between the spectacle of the Olympics and her mental health. And she said, here's the line, here's where it is. Here's the side that I'm on, and here's the side that the Olympics is on. And then what we never talk about are the ways that people react to boundaries when you set them, if they are not healthy, and if people are not prepared to set their own boundaries or ask for their own spaces and limitations, you know, you you really can see You really can see where people feel that she did not perform the spectacle that they felt were owed to them and, you know, labeled her a quitter or labeled her as someone who should have known better. 
um, and didn't follow through when in fact I think it's really just a brilliant case in boundaries and how we all can learn both the courage it takes to set boundaries and the health that you have to expend in order to hold fast to those boundaries after you set them and the trade-off that you have to sign up for when you set a boundary and I think that's what a lot of us who don't set boundaries and I include myself in that at times um are you know the trade-offs that we're not willing to make meaning let's say again with Simone Biles as an example you know, if I set a boundary, the consequence on the other side is what people are going to say about me, how people are going to feel about me, and what I might not be able to achieve if I set a boundary. And all of those things are very real in this case study. But assuming that the trade-off is both physical, spiritual, emotional, mental health and well-being, that you truly value yourself above all the other things on the side of that boundary. You decide to say, I am more important than anything on the other side of that wall. No matter how painful, no matter how it's going to feel to hear people say things about me, no matter how it's going to feel to not participate with my team, no matter how it's going to feel to not achieve my goals that I set for myself, I and my physical, mental, emotional, spiritual well-being are more important than any of the other things on the side of that boundary. That's what she did. That's what she said. She drew the line in the sand and she told the world that she was more important than all of the other things on the other side. And that, to my mind, is really where the masterclass is with Simone, with Simone Biles and the, you know, 2020, 2021 Tokyo Olympics. So yeah, I really just wanted to chat a little bit about that in the context of skincare Olympics. But, you know, again, I really think that it's, it's good. It's, it's good to kind of just take the time to think about these massive cultural events. And this is an Olympics in the middle of a pandemic, you know, and <laughs> the closing ceremonies were the other day and my husband said, well, hey, look at Tokyo, you know, like they pushed through and look at how things turned out. And I said, no, we don't even know how things have turned out. We won't know for, you know, 7, 14, 21 days, maybe two months, maybe longer, the effect that this physical gathering will have on the pandemic. And listen, I'm not trying to be a har- harbinger, harbinger of doom, but... um I gotta hold my breath. I gotta hold my breath through this through this latest phase of the pandemic. Um, and and that's just me, and that's where I am at. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit more about why to make this IGTV audio, and you know, I'd said a little bit earlier about the opportunity to kind of take up a little bit more space, take up a little bit more time. And to do that by audio can be so much more engaging, invigorating. Um, when you're really plugged into a long-form conversation, you can kind of allow the other things that you're doing to sort of fade away. Audiobooks sort of can take this on, and I think perhaps it's just you know my own interest in how I consume audio content and typically... 
would only ever do so while doing other things like driving or housework, um, walking, you know, exercise, not always exercise, but, um, yeah. And so this recent conversation with Sarah is, um, just over an hour long and really recognizing as well that, um, while you might really be thrilled to watch the video in and of itself, and you're welcome to do so, if you're not following me on Instagram, um, please go ahead and do so. I can be found at medium.lady. And in my IGTV, you'll find the series of conversations that I've had with Sarah, the Summer Skincare Olympics being the most recent conversation with her. So if you feel like video is really going to be crucial to your experience, then maybe just stop this podcast here and go find it over there. Um, but if you're, in fact, uh, more likely to hear the whole conversation in full, you're going to really enjoy the next hour and a bit. And um, I think in all, uh, with all being said, I will wrap it up here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for, you know, joining in uh, Medium Lady Talks and um, allowing me these few moments that I'm taking for myself <laughs> to talk to talk ad lib and to kind of, you know, wax poetic a little bit on what's kind of on my mind before getting to the real meat and heart of the topic of today's podcast. If you are so inclined, I would really love it if you would share this podcast with a friend. Um, At 17 episodes, I have decided to make a few micro changes in the schedule um, for Medium Lady Talks. And I'm really doing so with the intention of practicing what I preach, which is medium effort and mindful fun. And medium effort being that I'm doing things with intention and purpose. I am setting myself up for what I want to either get out of or value in an activity. I put a little bit of thought and time into crafting how I spend my free time. And I don't do that in a way that takes myself too seriously or in a way that is, you know, not capitalizing on the strengths that I already have, uh, but not, not ever really hopefully aiming for perfection. And I think not aiming for perfection was a huge part in making a change to the schedule um, to post every two weeks instead of every week was really about me admitting to myself that the weekly schedule was not aligned with the season of life that I'm in right now, and that if I were to continue to put high effort into posting weekly, it would really be because I was aiming for a bar of perfectionism. And (laughs) in fact of the matter, I mean, the, the reality check is that as a podcast with 17 episodes, um there's there there's no bar for perfection yet um the stakes could in fact um not be any more deliciously lower than they already are and i embrace that fact i embrace the fact that i am privileged enough to make a podcast that people want to listen to but that is in no way you know a part of how i make my living or support my family and is in fact a way that i'm allowed to have mindful fun Mindful fun being the second sort of philosophy of life, which is that, you know, in a tactile way, 
the experience of listening to myself, the experience of thinking through my own thoughts and then sharing them with you by audio is a experience that snaps me out of it, that snaps me out of the things that I might play over and over in my mind, the narratives that might be very routine for me and allow me to really ground down into the present moment and enjoy myself and have fun, you know, and, and have an answer to that question. Oh, what do you do for fun? You know, what do I do for fun? I have a podcast that I release every two weeks that makes me, you know, deliriously happy. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you very much for listening. Thank you again for, you know, spending the first 25 minutes with me. I hope you love this conversation with Sarah as much as I did. You know, we're going to talk about products and you're not going to get to see the products, but we do a great job of really describing and defining. And if you're interested in learning more, I will put in the show notes the details of the products that we share with one another. And, um, you know, last but not least, I would really just encourage you to think about your own skincare Olympics. You know, this exercise with Sarah is very much about, um, you know, paying attention to what you like. Pay attention to what you like, pay attention to what you buy and rebuy, and enjoy that. Enjoy that you're buying things that you like. Because, listen, in, in makeup and beauty, it's easy to buy things that you hate time and time again. I think that is what drives a lot of people away from beauty and makeup and skincare as self-care, as uh, something to enjoy and have fun with. It becomes too much about making the wrong choice, too much about buying, wasting your money. And, you know, I think for me, the experience of being reflective, especially with a friend who loves to nerd out on makeup as much as I do, um, really is a, is a little mini masterclass for myself in what I like, what I like to rebuy, what I like to use. And, gives me more of a sense of relationship with the things that I use in my beauty routine that's more about me and less about how I was marketed to or what kind of snake oil was I (laughs) trying to buy when I um, purchased something that I love. The Skincare Olympics will also talk about products that I do not like and Sarah does not like and that can be fun and funny and is a really light-hearted way to consider the products that you buy that are duds. We're all out there doing it. We're all out there buying clothes that don't fit, um, you know, things that don't feel good, food that doesn't taste good. It's, it's happening to everybody. There's no sense of feeling any sense of guilt or shame in, you know, making a wayward purchasing choice. Um, and so it's fun. It can be really fun to just say like, hey, I bought this and it sucked. It sucked so bad and this is why. And then you've learned something and you've had a bit of fun. So you got your money's worth in that way, maybe. Um, Again, please, if you're not following me on Instagram, you can get more of my writing, more of my sort of spontaneous chats on stories over there. I can be found at medium.lady. Sarah can be found at getnormal. And I'll have her handle in the show notes. Thank you again so much for listening. I really hope that you love this conversation as much as I did. I think you really will. And if you have any thoughts or comments, please, as always, connect with me on Instagram and we can chat more about what, you know, gets your vote for the Skincare Olympics. What are you awarding medals to when you um, do your skincare routine? 
You got your drink out, cause we gone live. It's time to talk to a friend with medium lady of time. I'm a huge Billy Joel fan, just so you know. That was, I'm in a New York state of, wait, is that Billy Joel? Yeah, it's Billy Joel. It's Billy Joel, I got it. Um, hello, hi, welcome. We are going to do a bit of a live with my friend, uh, Sarah. I'm just gonna wait for her to join in. I can see that people are joining in. We're gonna talk about skincare. And we're gonna talk about skincare with a um, Olympics theme. I'm really excited. We have seven categories that are Olympics themed that we're gonna talk about. Um, and we're gonna give awards to our favorite skincare in those categories. So this should be really fun. I'm waiting for Sarah to join in and then we'll get started. Um, if you're new here, I'm so glad you're here. Sarah is one of my dear friends and we have done lives a couple of times talking about makeup. And today what we decided to talk about is skincare. So we're gonna do a very, you know, chit chatty friends, you know, imagine this is like the scenario if you were to, you know, walk in your bathroom with your friend and like talk about all your products. We're gonna do that, except we're gonna do it live and via um, technology. So she's coming, she's here, she's gonna be here soon. And then we're gonna start talking about our skincare Olympics. Hello, beautiful. Hello, Nick. How are you doing? Are you? I'm so good. I have a rogue bang. It's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll forgive you. How are you? Good. I'm very good. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks. Me too. Me too. So, although I must say, um, we may get a visit from, from one or both of my twins this evening. Can't wait. I, I can hear them upstairs. <laughs> Mom has an important call. <laughs> so... <laughs> stay up here it's not gonna happen i know my kids are like when's your live what are you doing live can i be on your live i was like you can't they were like we think we should be in it we would be great and i'm like this is for me i need things yes. for me yes they're like that's something you think it's just for you yeah 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 no no, no. um oh, is the echo there Oh, it might have to just exist. I don't, let me, I can turn it. Sometimes I find, how's that? I'm not sure. Okay. I think your mom said Hang that on. there's an echo. Is the echo down? There we go. Is the echo down, mom? Mom is the quality control here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As moms always are. Um, sometimes I find if I have my external volume cranked too high, then it gets a little reverby, but I think we're, we're good. Yes. We're good. We're going to okay. proceed. So okay. Sarah, this is I know, we came on with makeup on today. I know. <laughs> Not barefaced. Not barefaced. No. Um, where are we, what are we going to talk about today? We are talking about skincare. Yeah. We're talking about our barrier. Our barrier. Oh, you're so mm -hmm. sciencey. I know. I just turned it down. Your mom said that it was echoey again. I think it's good. It's good for me. Um, that's yeah, hopefully that helps. I am in my kitchen. Uh, I can't really change that, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm in my kitchen too, and I can't. So we're going to just accept 
Okay. I think where things are at. <laughs> so Sarah, yeah, we were but... talking about skincare. We were talking about like, how should we talk about skincare? What should we do? And I don't know about you, but I'm a big fan of the Olympics. Big and fan. so we talked about doing skincare Olympics. Yes. So in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we have a couple of categories here. We're not, I'm not really going in any particular like order of application. We're not really talking about routines. No. We're just talking about products exclusively. Yeah. And hmm, how are you? Okay, do you need to make an appearance so you can leave? Okay, this is Henry, everybody. Henry. Hi, okay. Henry. Okay. Okay. Goodbye. Go brush your teeth. Thank you. Love you. Bye. <laughs> okay. So we have Next seven. Jack. Our middle <laughs> children need to be on here. Yeah. I know. And we've kind of like bred it into them because we are on. I mean, I try not to be on my device a lot, but I'm, I'm on it a lot. Yeah. They feel the allure. Okay. So, and then you have a rant. A packaged, yes. not a rant, what did you call it? A hype talk. A hype talk. It's so much better than a rant. Yes. Well, I don't have, well, usually I have a very fully formed one. This, this one, uh, we might just go back and forth on it a little bit. It's kind Beautiful. of about the influence of, of media on, on your perception of self, which is like what every, everyone I talk about every time, but... This is a different spin today. But have you Stay thought tuned. about how the media affects how you see yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't yeah. thought about it since we last talked, so it's probably. <laughs> so maybe it's about me perpetuating this for you. No, stop <laughs> it. No, 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 no. Okay, right. our first category. So we have seven categories. We're talking skincare Olympics. We're going to give medals out in these categories. Yeah. Um, and they're sort of like Olympic jargony types of categories. Yes. Okay. Yes. And Sarah, okay, goodbye. And Sarah, you know a lot more about skincare than I do. And you are more devoted, I think, to skincare than I am. Um, We're I kind of different. Into it. In, sorry? I got into it um, during the pandemic because I was bored and I started watching a lot of I, I just go online and watch like YouTubes and Instagram of, of recommendations. And I try to find people who um, are not talking personally about their experience, but more kind of um, with some scientific research, some kind of know-how about what you're actually putting on your face. To some success, to moderate success for myself. <laughs> so, Tested yeah. over the duration of a pandemic. That's correct. Yeah. All right. I like it. Okay. Um, our first category is products that stuck the landing. Stuck the landing. Stuck the landing is like a sports gymnastics term when you really just like, you go like, bum, bada, bum, 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 and then you're just like, ta-da. Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. Okay. Yes. Sarah, what is the product for you that stuck the landing? This is going to be a surprise right off the bat. This is my product that stuck the landing. It is Isle of Paradise. Yeah. Self-tanning drops. Stop in it. Light. Stop it right now. That's the thing that works? That yes. is snake oil. 
you stop it right now. <laughs> because if you're wanting to protect your barrier, the biggest thing that you need to do is wear sunscreen, right? It's like you really don't want want cancer on your face. No. Um, but you also don't want wrinkles. Hmm. So you put on the heavy, heavy, heavy sunscreen, and then you're very pale in your face in the summer. <laughs> so I have the Isle of Paradise. This is the light one. They're all in different colors. I think the medium green and the dark is purple. I mix it in um, with an oil or a lotion in the morning and just put it all over my face. And then my face tends to sort of, and I put it actually down onto my neck and my decolletage, if you will. Um, and then it matches like my arms, which get a lot of sun. Okay. Oh, okay. And on my That's... face, I wear something on my face, my neck, my chest. I wear really heavy sunscreen mm -hmm. because I really don't want to age there. And then on my arms, I wear, I still wear 50, but it doesn't have like zinc in it and yeah. things like that. So it just helps me to um, not look deathly ill in the summer. I'm trying to think now. Yeah. I had never thought actually about the different kinds of sun exposure my limbs would get versus my face. Cause I do wear a lot of sunscreen as well. Um, and I usually course correct that with bronzer, but I also kind of have a naturally like olive undertone. Mm -hmm. So I'm not that pale. Like my baseline is not that pale, but of course in the summer, um, who doesn't want to look, I mean, I don't know, maybe that's like a real, like, we've all been conditioned to kind of like think about t a tan as being a standard of beauty that you have to uphold to in the summer. Oh yeah. I, I mean, so. I think we're kind of busting that open a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. I know people still talk a lot about how pale they are. Yeah. 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 And I, I mean, I always put it on my face and like every day, like twice a day at least, but I don't do that on my arms and my legs unless I know I'm going to be out for a long time. Like I don't like walk out the door and make sure my, my arms are all sunscreened up, mm -hmm. but I do it for my face as part of my routine all the time. Mm. So I was getting a mismatch. I also have a bit of an olive undertone to my skin, but I'm quite pale. <laughs> so it's like my arms go like golden and then my face is very pale. <laughs> so I correct it. Pale olive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I am. It's quite a nice mix. Yeah. Nia Granny's asking a question. Is it a self tanner? Yes, it is. It, it is. is. But it's crazy easy to use. Like crazy, crazy and, and easy to use. What is the timeline on the tan developing? Um, like two to three hours. Like I put it on okay. in the morning. By the time I hit lunchtime, I'm, I'm a little bit darker. I use the light because um, I'm a little bit chicken. I don't want to like it's not streaky um or i don't but find you it, it you like you take your moisturizer and you whoosh, whoosh, and you and, and you're supposed you, to you you become a scientist and you mix it into your yeah oh all right sarah what's the bear what's the price for entry on that one there oh uh, so this one's 38 but it's right. um you only use about two or three drops and it's every mm. third day would that last you a summer yeah. Oh, okay. For I could do sure for summer. For sure it would. Yeah. If you guys are new, Sarah and I are talking about our skincare Olympics and our first category is what products stuck the landing. Also, I think it's important to kind of lay the, the foundation that 
Sarah is more bougie than I am, but we both are very interested in ingredients and products. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, mom wants to know if you mix it with sunscreen. No, I don't think so. Moisturizer no. before sunscreen. I don't mix anything with my sunscreen. That's a really important thing. You never want to dilute your sunscreen. So you should always have kind of like, even if you put all your stuff on, just wait 10 minutes, let that sun sink in so that your sunscreen can be undiluted. Okay. My product is a <laughs> drugstore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I knew it was going to be drugstore. This product from e.l.f. It's called their Holy Hydration Face Cream with Hyaluronic and Peptide Complex. Peptide Complex. This sells for about $12 to $14. This is a brand new one because I just finished mine. This is shockingly good. Yeah. It's shocking for how good it is, for how little money it is. Elf is cruelty-free, vegan. There's tons of good stuff in this. I don't know how they sell it for $12. Honestly, take a look at that. It does not go. It is as thick as can be. And it is just a beautiful, beautiful formula. That's the so product nice. feels high end. The packaging yeah. is really pretty. And you can see it just, it's like the perfect bedtime moisturizer. Oh, okay. It bedtime? Is, it is perfect. I don't wear this in the daytime. No. I'm not very dry to begin with. Um, but I love this with, you know, your serums, your whatever, and then you do this with a little bit of Vaseline at night and you're just like a juicy peach, basically. But I think they stuck, they stuck the landing on, they stuck the landing on this because it just feels so much nicer than what I paid for. Yeah. I also really felt surprised that e.l.f., which is a makeup company, came up with such a good skincare formulation. Um, awesome. And so this, this is probably my third jar of this. I've, I've been using it for a long time. I used to use a similar hyaluronic. Neutrogena has a Hydro Boost product. Mm -hmm. It's like a blue. That's really nice, but that's thin. That's kind of has like a watery texture. Yeah. This is like, this is like body moisturizer for your face. And are you still using that through the summer if you're not a dry I person? I am, I am. Ooh. Yeah, I am. Cause I actually find the more outdoors I am, the drier my skin is. And I also find, I use a physical sunscreen, the zinc with zinc. And I find that zinc or titanium, um, titanium dioxide, dioxide, oxide. Anyway, I use a physical sunscreen and I find those to be drying. Yeah, they are generally so I don't mind using this even in the summer that's great but in the winter you buddy this with a facial oil you know how I feel about facial oils I do I hope you're gonna bring one up later anyway this is I my am. product that's <laughs> stuck the landing so good unexpected nailed it generally don't buy um, skincare from beauty products no but this you can buy what made you get, go for that one? Um, the peptide complex, because I've been reading a lot about peptides and I was so, you know, like, oh, the drunk elephant polypeptide fancy, fancy pants moisturizer. Yeah. And I was like, oh, peptides are a really good thing to start kind of getting in to my routine. And I just saw it okay. on the label and I thought, oh, I'll give it a shot. And holy smokes, I was so like 
stuck my finger in it for the first time and couldn't believe how juicy it was. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. my product. Okay, Sarah, next category, repeat medalist. Mm -hmm. This repeat is medal. a product, every time it shows up at the Olympics, it wins something. Yeah. It's a, it's a multi, multi hyphenate award winner. This is the Clara Hughes of the skincare Olympics. Clara <laughs> Hughes is a, I love that you went for Clara Hughes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Clara Hughes is a very famous Canadian. She yes. is a multi award winner from both the winter and the summer Olympics. She's a cyclist and a... And a skier. Thank you. I was going to say skier. Yeah. And then I forgot and I felt really bad for... Anyway. Yes. Um, what is your repeat medalist product? All right, I'm going a little, I don't know if this is bougie or not. It's less bougie, I'm going to say. So this is from Lush, and it is the Oroma Water, the toner. Gentle, hydrating rose and lavender toner that soothes the skin and calms the mind. This is a psh, psh, psh. Yes. So when this is something that? that, this I use, um, this is like a, a technique to like get your skincare to actually absorb is to have wet skin. Yeah. Right? Um, but sometimes you don't put on your, on your stuff right as you step out of the shower and you need something to put on. And yes, you could just put on water for sure. There's a lot of toners that are like this, which are kind of just this light mist. This one is cheaper, I think, per milliliter because... Uh, this big thing is $23, Ooh. which is excellent. There's a small one for 10. Um, and you just do a couple spritz. And then you're, you put on your moisturizer and it sinks in way better. You put on any of your actives and they sink in way better. Um, the only thing is don't put on your, put water on with your oil. Oh. Yeah, your oil doesn't sink better with, with uh, water. Okay. But. Almost so all you're your saying products like, go in better with water. Cleanse, wash your face, dry yeah. your face. Well, like when I do this, when I like shower and I get out of the shower, I've washed in the shower and then I'm like drying my hair and I'm getting dressed and then I go to do all of my yeah. skincare and my face is dry and I'm not going to walk back to the bathroom and wash my face again. And even in the night when I do like a quick wash and then I go, because I keep a lot of my skincare in in my room i don't necessarily keep it all in the bathroom oh. to remind myself right before bed otherwise i get too lazy sometimes so it just spreads really and it's also just really nice like i've tried other brands um i've tried stuff that's way more expensive i've tried stuff on the same price point it's just so nice it's very refreshing i think it does add a little bit of moisture so i've i've gone away from it and come back and every time i just love it a facial spray before facial spray. before you're like really serum-y mm -hmm. nutritious products. So I spray it before my serum and then I spray before my moisturizer. Oh, in between. I do. And does it have a smell? It does. It smells lovely. It's very, very, very faint rose water smell. Oh, okay. All right. And it's mm -hmm. called the Lush what? It's Oroma water. Oroma water. Mmm. Okay. My repeat medalist is something I've been using <clears throat> since uh, 2016. 
which right. is a product I've talked about with you before. That's my good old CeraVe PM. CeraVe. I'm never going to stop using this. I think it's my oh. favorite thing ever. <laughs> I used to pay $13 for this, and now it costs $19.99. Oh. Which I think is a sign of how good it is. Yes. And that everybody loves CeraVe now. Yeah. Honestly, CeraVe has all of these, you know, the B vitamins, the niacinamide, the ceramides, all of these things, uh, hyaluronic acid. It's really just, um, like, I don't know anyone who couldn't use this. You could have dry yeah. skin, you could have combo skin, you could have oily skin, and this will work for you. Sometimes I could use it as a primer. I think I did that the last time we were in. It's yeah. just like your perfect sort of like smooth you can see just how moisturizing and wet it is and then it just blends in and makes your skin happy it sits great under sunscreen it sits great under makeup this is probably my 40th bottle of this every time i run out i just buy it again i don't wow. i have no interest in trying any other kind of like basic moisturizer whatsoever this is the goat nice yeah, that's all I have to say. So do you put on both at night, the that and your elf? Good question. So in the day, I always put this on. And then in the night, I might toggle between the two. If I'm using okay. retinol, then I tend to use a lighter moisturizer because I don't want anything too occlusive. I wouldn't call this yeah. occlusive necessarily, but it's thicker. It's way more emollient than this is. And so yeah. I don't usually pair this on the nights when I use retinol. And I'm not using a very heavy duty retinol. I'm just using, you know, good old Neutrogena, the one that everybody uses. But um, um, yeah. I tend to do this. Or if I've had like a really long day outside, I'll use this. Um, I kind of play between the two. I don't usually do both unless it's the winter time. Should we explain occlusive and emollient? Yes, I think you should. Well, I'm not very good at this. Um, I can explain occlusive decently well. I can hold up two products. So mm -hmm. emollient are things that are going to bring hydration to your skin. Occlusives are things that are going to trap moisture in your skin. Yes. So before you trap moisture, you have to add moisture. Yes. And there's a lot of, there's a fair amount of moisturizers out there that have glycerin listed right up at the top. That seems like it would be a bad thing that you would have an occlusive, um, let, you know, it might clog pores and things like that, but actually it's like the unsung hero. Mm -hmm. It, uh, the moisturizers bring that to your skin. They like, that's what it's for, but they have glycerin in it to just like seal it off, mm -hmm. keep it in there all day. So I, I really do like a lot of them, but you're right. You really have to stay clear of them when you're putting retinol on your skin mm -hmm. because trapping that retinol underneath it can be very problematic. It can really hurt your skin. Or irritation. Mm -hmm. You're going to burn that barrier. <laughs> Don't yeah. do it. No. No. <laughs> um, okay. Category number three, best all around athlete. Best oh, all around. Best, best now, all around. What do, what do you have in this category? Now, this one I've already shown you before. It's coming back. It's oh. the, the Skin Food Light. 
Now the skin food, uh, the regular one, I'm not, it's not even supposed to be for your face. Let's just say that. And it's really heavy. I have dry skin in a very kind of specific way. Um, I don't have dry skin that loses water moisture. And so I don't get flaking. Mm. I have dry skin that loses oil and I don't produce a lot of oil. So I need to apply oil to my face. I need to apply heavy things to my face. So I have used the regular skin food, but the skin food light is just kind of perfect, especially in the summer mm-hmm. when it's more moist outside. And it's just all around easy peasy kind of moisturizer. Would you it say is. that the difference between the light and the regular is just water content? Like yeah. it's thinner. It's just thinner. It's just thinner. Mm-hmm. It's just thinner. Yeah, it spreads a little bit easier, um, but the smell is the same. The feel is the same. Um, I suppose then it it also absorbs a little bit quicker, Mm -hmm. so you don't feel it on your skin for a long time. Mm -hmm. But if you are somebody with dry skin, either lacking moisture or lacking oil, um, and you like that kind of feeling of it on your skin, it does leave that feel. I look for that. I look for it to like, not a film, but like it's... I don't want it to go on like like water and absorb. I want it to stay there. (laughs) Um, How did you discover the difference between your skin lacking oil and your skin lacking water? I've never heard that before. Um, I started using a facial oil by accident ages ago. And I found that my skin just responded to it so nicely. Yeah. That now it has to be it has to be part of my skincare routine. And then when I got pregnant the last time, my skin and my hair almost like completely stopped producing any oil at all. Like I had to, I was washing my hair about every seven days, which sounds really disgusting. No, I get it. But I wasn't producing any oil on my hairline. And by the time I hit the seventh day, my hair would be like tumbleweeds because I had no oil coming out of my scalp. Wow. So I had to wash my hair more frequently to add moisture with product. Yeah. My hair was just drying out. And that's when I was like, oh, I need the oil. I need the oil way more now. Fascinating. That's so interesting to me. Just like the crazy ways that our body changes with hormones and with life and stress and you know, significant changes and like how long those changes can last or, yes. or, or revert back to normal and how much products yeah. can help us. And like, so often we kind of like, we look for external explanations as to why these things are happening, but our bodies are amazing machines and they, they're always like sending us these messages about like what they yeah. need and what they want. And sometimes also these things like take a long time, you know, like I'm sure like it wasn't until you were at a specific part of your pregnancy where your body was kind of like, all right, well, you know, we're, uh, we're just not going to do this because we're doing other things. We're busy. That's right. right around the seventh month, it was like, I give up. <laughs> Fix yourself. All right. <laughs> I'm doing something else. The sebum factory is closed. Yeah. Okay. My, my best all around is the Pixie Glow Tonic. I almost put it in. I love the Pixie Glow Tonic. I think everybody can try this. This is a great entry acid. Now, I will also say my skin, the way your skin loves oil, my skin loves acid. 
loves acid. My skin loves lactic acid. My skin loves glycolic acid. My skin loves salicylic acid. Is very happy with as ascorbic acid. Um, my skin hyaluronic acid. <laughs> hyaluronic. Thank you. Any other acids? Put them in the comments. I will try them. My skin loves this stuff. Now, the Pixie Glow Tonic is a 5% glycolic acid toner. So you take your little cotton or your reusable thing and you... Now, I do this every other day and then I do retinol the days I'm not doing an acid. And then some days I just don't do anything and I just take a break. But honestly, I've bought this so many times and I really think it's the best all-around product. I could use this twice and notice a change in my skin. Yeah. And if I take a break from it, I feel the dullness. I feel the buildup of those dead skin cells. What glycolic acid will do is gently exfoliate your skin in a gentle way without um, abrade, abrading, abriding it. Now you can go yes. like super crazy. There's tons of like really harsh acids that will exfoliate you on the market. P50 or something, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, the like ordinary so. has a crazy red one. I know people love that. I think it's like, it's a barrier, it's a barrier destroyer. But um, yes. this Pixie Glow Tonic is so, so nice. And it also like smells like, I just like the green color of it. I like this like rosy solution. It has a sort of herbaceous floral scent. I just love it. I just it love it. This is the best all around. Gorgeous. Absolutely. I almost put it in and then I was like, I, I, I had some other ones that I wanted in there. I saw your I layout today. Ages ago. It, it's so good. It brings such like glow to your skin immediately. You will mm -hmm. notice the first time you use it. Yeah. If you're it's impatient so with skincare, if you're impatient with skincare and you're like, oh, it takes so long to see results. Mm -mm. Yes. No. This is 20 bucks. You try it for four nights. You call me back. You'll be happy. <laughs> also, just like for anybody that needs to hear this, if you're using a physical exfoliant where you're scrubbing your skin, it was like that apricot scrub, stuff like that. Bay knives. We all had it. Come yes. on. You were 16. We all had it. You had a jar. We all had it, but it's literally like putting little cuts in your skin. Throw it out. Let your skin heal for a, for a week. Buy yourself some pixie. It's so much better. It's so good. Sarah, what's in the vault? We're about halfway. Mm. Let it out. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I'm not fully formed on this one, but I think a lot about this stuff, I realized. Um, only in like this discussion where I'm like, I'm, I got a lot to say. <laughs> um, and the general idea is like, who we're kind of modeling ourselves after in terms of skincare and like anti-aging and mm -hmm. um, what we're seeing. Mm -hmm. And something like 80% of the world's media comes out of the United States. Like it's, it's an incredible amount. Um, and although there are a lot, there is a lot of social media out there. It's really, it's really quite cultivated, right? So we're seeing these really, cultivated images, these really like airbrushed. Um, and we're seeing like an incredible, almost singular focus on youth mm. and being young. 
right? Like there's the old joke that's like, yeah, you, yeah, there's rules for women over 40 in Hollywood, as long as you're Meryl Streep. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> like I would amend that and say that um, there are rules for women over who are over 40 in Hollywood, as long as they look like they're 28 still. Mm-hmm. As long as you're Jennifer Lopez and mm-hmm. you just turned 52. I know, I saw that. But like you can do a dead drop. Like you're good. But yeah. I so think the other thing really, is, go ahead. is the sense that if you can spend enough money, you can look as young as you should. Right. You know, and I think oftentimes that's a real subconscious part of why I rebel so much against spending money on high end products is because I think that, um, well, number one, I just like, I just get a little sticker shock. And number two is I just kind of think that it can't be true that if I spend if I spend money on plastic surgery or Botox or whatever it's going to be, that that will fix my aging, that that will stop the clock. And it's just, yeah, it's so, it's just not true. It's just not true. I mean, they are spending tremendous amounts of money on their, on their skincare, on their image, but here's the other side of it is that they absolutely have to. Mm, that they are oh, they work in yeah. an industry where they 100% have to look good and when they don't look good they will stop getting roles mm. so it's that made kind me of sad about that. that made me yeah. sad that you just <laughs> that they have to yeah yeah it's unfortunate but it's like well what what do I want? Do I want to look like Jennifer Lopez, who at 52 is probably putting a ton of money and effort into looking great? And yeah, she does look great. But like, that's it. Her livelihood depends on that. She is a good actress. She's passionate about it. She is like very good dancer. Like she does so much stuff. Mm-hmm. She's put so much into the industry and it will evaporate. Mm. Should she if she didn't look like she did like it would go away completely mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my job does not depend on me having radiance the radiant skin of a 28 year old mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it never will mm-hmm. that's like that's only something inside my mind and thank god right like mm-hmm. so when we look at a lot of these images even a lot of images on like on social media um of influencers mm-hmm. they are also being paid like mm-hmm. their livelihood as women is also dependent on them looking good yeah yeah that's just that's just tough <laughs> but the harder part is that their livelihood depends on that and also depends on how much we are willing to believe that they've figured it out because they yeah. look the way they look so there's like two ways about it is you're either enabling because you're keeping up appearances or you're enabling because by keeping up appearances, you bring people into the rhetoric and, and, you know, falsity about youth and what we should look like and what we shouldn't. I think the hard part is that we start to kind of like, we start to rank aesthetics 
we don't start to, we have been ranking aesthetics for such a long time, meaning, yeah. you know, um, I, I, we value health over illness. We value youth over age. We value thinness over, um, you know, fatness or larger body sizes. And what we really should be moving towards is breaking away from the value judgments that are associated with those things is that, um, unhealthy people or unhealthy people, people who struggle with health or people who are, you know, sick are not less valuable and less worthy than people who are healthy or well. Yeah. You know, and the same people who are old are not less valuable, which is your point about um, women who are, you know, in Hollywood or, you know, in, in, in an industry that requires them to look a certain way women who are older are not a less value than a woman who is younger, but no. we all play into this. I mean, we're like sitting here talking about skincare because we appreciate when our skin looks at its best. You yeah. know, I don't like looking older, you know, no. I struggle a lot no. with like my inherent sort of like allergic slash age, you know, pockets here. I worry what they're going to look like in 10, 20 years because I know that, they make me look older and I don't want to look older. I want to look younger, even as I'm saying, I know. older shouldn't be valued over being younger. It's so complicated. It's a struggle and it's a struggle. Like, I think that when you talk about this, when you talk, like, I like that we are both talking about skincare and makeup and then also recognizing mm -hmm. what, like what it's doing in our lives. Cause I think there's, I think there's room for both. Um, it's not like I'm going to give up on my makeup and my skincare and just right. toss it all aside, but I think it's important to talk about it and put it in its place where it's like, well, I don't have perfect skin and I don't really want to have, have to have perfect skin. I don't want that. I want, I don't want to have to have perfect skin. Have to have it. Right. Well, that's interesting. I don't want to have to have perfect skin. Yeah. Meaning that. Yeah, that you don't want to have to feel the pressure to strive for something that you're that that is out of reach or doesn't really exist. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But not wanting to, I like that because not wanting to also doesn't necessarily mean that you don't. Like, I don't have perf I don't have perfect skin. I don't want to have to have perfect skin, but I do wish I had perfect skin. <laughs> yes. But I I mean, but do I you think really, that's good. Really that kind of triangulates the, the tension. Yeah. It, yeah. Instead of it being, I don't have perfect skin and I want to have perfect skin, there's this third option, which is I don't want to want perfect skin. Yeah. Even though yeah. I'm kind of stuck in between here and I don't have what I want, there's this kind of, you can kind of diffuse the tension, the resistance of all of that, you know, like... Um, that's very, that's very Buddhist. Well done. Thanks. <laughs> you know, kind of like releasing yourself from the need to desire something, even if you do desire it. Yeah. I mean, what happens to these, these women who are like, uh, you know, like Gwen Stefani is another one where it's like, you look so good for your age. And it's like, well, is she not allowed to age? Mm -hmm. Like, can she not? Could she possibly, can we let her do that and still say, you look good? Yeah. 
you're a very good looking woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to have to do that. I don't want people to be like, oh, Sarah, creeping up on you. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's so true. Okay, let's, let's let that marinate a little bit. Yeah. And what That's we're going to do is the next category is did not finish. You know, yeah. nothing breaks my heart in the Olympics more than a DNF. I hate that. I hate it. It's the bicycle person just and you're out. Sorry. And you took out about 70 people. Isn't that the worst? We're like, I oh, hate no. it. Oh, I'm so sad for them. The did not finish. Okay. But this... I do get emotional about it. <laughs> Me too. They work so hard. They should at least be yeah. able to finish. Okay. Did not finish for you, Sarah. What is the skincare product that gets a DNF? Yes. So this one's going to be, I'm sorry to say this one. And I, I'll, I'll talk about this. And then my next product is kind of a giant. So this is a do not finish. My light is so bright on it. It's the CeraVe. Yeah. Uh, the skin renewing cream serum. So this is a retinol. Okay. And it is definitely a functioning retinol because when I first started using it, it was middle of winter. So it wasn't that I was getting too much sun. But I did have a lot of vitamin C already in my skincare routine. Mm-hmm. So I put this on at night, first time, and then it felt great. Then the next morning, I put on a heavy layer of vitamin C and was like, oh, my cheeks are burning. I had to wash the vitamin C off immediately. Oh, no. So that's a little thing about retinol is that you've got to watch your actives. So mm-hmm. anything that like works hard on your skin, retinol, vitamin C, there's a couple of different acids as well. You really have to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is definitely a time. retinol. Just take your time. Just go one one thing at a time. One thing at a time. So you did not finish this retinol. I and- I didn't finish it um, because I had been using it for a couple months. Like there's there's only a little bit left, but um, because I'm just not seeing any results from it, and mm-hmm. that just might be my skin's reaction to retinol mm-hmm. that I don't. Oh, that's interesting. I'm not like I'm looking for something specific. I have, I've mentioned this a couple of times. I have melasma on my skin from my pregnancy. I'm looking to fade some of those dark spots. Um, and even the lightest of them was not fading with this. So gave it a couple months and then I gave up on it. Mm. Yeah. You gave it the old college try. But it is, if you're looking for a mild, uh, decently priced functioning retinol. CeraVe does have one. Actually, they have two. Two very similar ones. I have a general category for the did not finish. And this is mm. a general um, product area that I have now learned is not worth me buying or spending money on. And mm-hmm. that is the general category of face masks. Yes. These are old. I don't think Emily is on the call, but Emily brought me these from a trip that she took to Japan, which Mm -hmm. was a long time ago. And I have not finished this. I think there's maybe two more in here. It still feels like kind of juicy, like I could use it. This is a clay mask sample. This is another clay mask sample. I'm not a mask person. I don't, I never finish them. They just kick around. I should declutter them. If Bridget, my minimalist friend was here, she'd just say, just give it away. Give it to your mom. Your mom will love it. 
Yeah. And so my did not finish his masks and I'm not going to buy masks anymore because I, I just don't use them. I don't finish them. And in, in all honesty, I, Oh, here's another one. This is, this is a mask that's sort of like an in shower product. Yeah. It's a one minute mask in shower, but it has those evil scrubby beads in it. I was actually shocked that Avino made a product with scrubby beads, but um, yeah. Anyway, this one also won't finish masks. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you on the masks. Yeah. I've never found that they do very much. Maybe we'll get buying the wrong masks. Maybe. Uh, I don't know what to say about it. The only masks I've ever used that I like are these ones. You hear? <laughs> I don't have any product on, so it's, it's not staying super well. I have mine too. Yeah. I have mine too. Okay. That leads us into the next one, which is obscure sport. <laughs> obscure sport so this one um i need something to i want i was looking for an active that was not vitamin c was not the retinol something to help me fade uh the spots on my face and i found that there is a new acid so you might like it um tran transexamic transexamic yeah. Yeah. um there's not a lot of products i have found that have it there's one very expensive one is it it's an uh -huh. aha yeah but it's a very it, yeah it's a specific one that that is showing up a lot now and i have purchased the paula's mm. choice one okay pause paula's choice is kind of on my wish list i've been talking about this idea of a wish list right now the paula's choice salicylic acid toner is on my wish list what was your experience purchasing from Paula's Choice? How long did it take? Was the shipping an acceptable cost for you? And are you happy with the product? Yes. So Paula's Choice, there seems to always be a discount of some sort on every product. Mm -hmm. um, if you do like the renewal of like send it to me every three months, that discount remains, like stays there. Um, the shipping was not bad. It came within a couple of days mm -hmm. and I really like it. Okay. Like it. I, I noticed really like it. my skin looks um, plumper and fresher in the morning when I use it at night. So you this use this the, under moisturizer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is so discoloration you... repair serum <gasps> and it's specifically for fades the look of brown and gray patches. That's exactly what I'm looking for. There was a really, I can't remember what brand it is, but there's a really expensive one that I was toying with getting. Um, and then there is a really cheap one from the Inky list that's yeah. not available in Canada. I couldn't find it. So then I started looking around for this very specific transamic, oh, I'm not saying it right, acid, and Paula's Choice. And the thing about Paula's Choice is, I mean, the name to me sounds just terrible. The name is like, <laughs> this name sounds like incontinence pads to me. That's what it sounds like. Paula's Choice, I really was like, who is Paula? Paula, uh, you don't know who Paula is? No, I don't. Paula's the beauty counter lady. The, the, she used to do, oh, Paula. Yeah, she's famous. She used to do like a book that talked about um, all of the things that you, could buy at the department store and she would rank them 
And then she kind of took that into like, she has on her website, I think like an ingredient glossary basically. Okay. And then she took that and broadened it into her own beauty line. She's well, like I a, she's like a skincare, like she was on Oprah in 1993. She's been around for a long time. Wow. But I agree with you. Paula's choice does kind of feel like an off brand of vitamins. <laughs> that's it. That's <laughs> kind of like, that's okay. I'll take Jameson. Paula's choice. I yes. You. I hear you. Yeah. But the more you look into her products, this now makes a ton of sense. The more yeah. you look into the products, the more everybody raves about them. Mm -hmm. They are very, very well received. And I like that um, they're split up into very specific functions. So this is very specific of like, it's going to fade very specific spots on your face. It's not going to fade total discoloration. It, it's for like the melasma. brown and gray melasma and for brown spots that remain after your acne goes away. Ooh, I'm gonna Very try. Specific. I'm definitely gonna try that. Transexamic. Really yes. T R A N E X A M I C. And that one, this is, I think, uh, without the discount, it's fifty, and then with the discount, that it's always on there, it's like thirty-eight. Beautiful. I'm gonna try it. Okay, right. my um, obscure sport is in fact the do forever eye masks that we're wearing right now um, with a runner up or a second place silver medal going to uh, oil cleansers just in general. Just a general oil cleanser. I have, have probably not right been here. without. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not on my list. I just kept it here in case we started talking about it. <laughs> oil cleanser. I think is a must for anyone who wears makeup and or um, uh, physical sunscreen. Oh yeah. And yeah. I'm a big fan of a double cleanse. So I really love to go in first with an oil cleanser. The one I'm using right now is from Misha. I got it off of, which is a K-beauty brand. I got it off of Amazon. I forgot to bring it up here. It's downstairs in the bathroom, but um I just love it. It smells like lavender, but really any oil cleanser I'm a big fan of. And I love the feeling of my mascara and my brows just kind of like smearing all over my face. And yes. I can really see that I'm getting rid of the eye makeup. Yes. But the real winner are these Do Forever masks, which Sarah, thank you so much for gifting me this pair of eye masks. I don't know if any of you guys follow Charlotte Parler. She is a amazing skincare influencer on yes. Instagram. She's taught me so much about skin and she kind of will go off. Like she will really be like pissed yes. off at people. There are some safe for children kind of rants. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I love her for it. Um, but she has invented these. She has a serum in the works. I'm 100% gonna give my money away for whatever that is. Her skin is also genetically beautiful. So beautiful. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. I mean, but she listen, acknowledges that. She does. Like, she yeah. does. And she also sort of like promotes the idea that 
she likes Botox, but she's also really into like aging, appro aging appropriately. I don't know what that, like, you know, even again, I don't even have the vocabulary for it, but these, what they are is a really, really lovely. I mean, even now I didn't put anything under, but I, I feel like. I know it started bit... my own skin moisture. just started yeah, holding it in place. That's right. What it is, is this really nice kind of like silicone, like <laughs> it reminds me of like a really thin version of those reusable mats that you put on your cookie trays. Yes. Yes. And then, and then what you do is you wash your face. You don't do it with makeup on. You wash your face, you moisturize, and then you just smooth your CeraVe because you're going to get that and you smooth it under your eye and you apply this and then you just brush your teeth or do whatever you're going to do. Pick out your clothes for the next day. You live mm -hmm. your life. You feel great and then you take them off and you massage whatever's left and honestly so i've told sarah this many times which is the lighting is kind of flattening it out a bit but i have really deep crevasse situation oh, very so hard, hard on yourself a mariana's trench of 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 under eye creasing and maybe i am hard on myself but it's also yeah, it's definitely something I'm very self-conscious about. Anyway, Sarah was so, so sweet and generous and gifted me a pair of the Dew Forever Eye Masks. And they really do, they don't eliminate them, of course not, but they soften them in a way that when, when these, this area is dry, it looks like it's under a magnifying glass. Yeah. When it's moistened, then what you get is a kind of like, you know, the appearance of just, it, it just kind of becomes like a non-issue. Yes. Um, and so I just love, this is so obscure. And it seems like, I feel like everybody would be duping this, but there's nothing on the market like it. No. Nobody wants to be the first to copycat because she is going to call you out on her stories. Yes. And you're going to get hate followers. And that's, nobody wants that. It's it's so nice. I definitely notice a big difference when I put on makeup. Mm -hmm, me so too. I'll I'll wear it even if I do it the night before and then do my makeup the next morning. There's just it's just smoother. There's less tugging. Yeah. It, it's just like it adds. I don't know. It adds some elasticity underneath my eyes. It's amazing. Beautiful. Amazing. Yeah. That's a great product. Okay. Mm -hmm. Last two categories. Personal best. If you were going to give in the skincare Olympics, what product gets your personal best? Oh, gold medal every time. This is, now this is an old bottle, so the, forgive the branding. This is North Lore. Um, North this Lore. is a rose, rose hip seed oil. Now, North Lore is a Canadian brand. Yeah. Um, out of the prairies. They are literally everything you would want a brand to be, or everything we would want a brand to be. It is um, female owned. It is. Um, Do they use models over 40? Oh, yeah. I don't think they even use models, to be quite honest. Um, oh, even better. There's the solution. Do they use robots or penguins? They just, they don't, I don't know. I've never seen them advertised anywhere. I kind of picked this up. This is when I was for, this is what turned me on to facial oil. Wow. It is the most beautiful facial oil I have ever used. I go back to it again and again. Mm -hmm. It is ethically sourced. It is, how do they say it? They're like folk manufactured. So they do like a, um, an old school kind of manufacturing process. So they don't lose any of, any of the, the minerals or anything like that. 
it cool. is um, female owned. It is like like bee safe. It is not tested on animals. It it's safe for the bees. So much. It's safe for the bees. It is a zero on the think dirty. Wow. Um, okay. Norse like Norwegian. North like north. The north. North. North lore. North lore. Okay, I'm writing that down too. And then every quarter they give 10% of their earnings to um, BIPOC companies. Incredible. It's oh an incredible gosh, company. Yeah. And the oil is just gorgeous. It is, if you're going to use facial oil, forget everything on Sephora. I'm going to repeat that because you know I love Sephora. Forget everything on Sephora. Get the rosehip seed oil. Okay. It is beautiful. You know, it's been a long time since I used rosehip seed oil. Probably not since I was pregnant with Beckett, I guess. And I do really love facial oil. Um, uh, even even in the summer, I really like don't mind yeah. because I do find physical sunscreen to be very drying. Yeah. What kind of physical um, sunscreen do you use? Can I ask? So I just kind of bat around with whatever kind of zinc oxide I can find. I've tried the Think Baby one. I've tried a couple of um, non-nano um, brands. The one I'm using right now is actually just a copper tone brand called Purely Simple. It's just basically okay. zinc oxide. It's pretty um, emollient. It's a little bit better. Um, and then I have used like the Attitude. I just kind of, I, I haven't landed on a holy grail for, for sunscreen, but maybe we can um, land on that. My personal best yes personal best this is kind of random i'm 38 years old and i really love salicylic acid cleanser oh my gosh this is a two percent salicylic acid cleanser it's like you know the orange the orange neutrogena bottle everybody had that the deep clean yeah i love this stuff I honestly do. I don't use it every night. I only use it in the shower. And what I do, okay. this one smells like grapefruit. So it's a little bit nicer than the kind of like medicinal one. But honestly, this is a 2%. I use this as if it was a toner. So I pump a bit and I just lather, lather, lather. And then I just kind of like let the lather moist, like move into my face. But because I'm in the shower, I'm not like you know, dripping down my elbows and whatever. And I just yeah. kind of massage it in for maybe 60 seconds, two minutes, and then I rinse it off. And like I said before, my skin loves acids. And this is, um, salicylic acid is a BHA. And so, you know, instead of spending whatever on the Polish Choice 2% salicylic acid toner, I just use this, which is an idea that I got from Dr. Dre, who's on YouTube. I don't know if you know her. She no. runs a YouTube channel. She kind of demystifies and talks about products. She really loves like a very simplified um, skincare routine. And she's the one who got me onto using a 2% salicylic acid facial cleanser just as a BHA, as if it was a, oh like an acid toner. And I honestly, I love it. My face loves acids. Like I said, it's really weird, but all right that's it personal best this one maybe i will go for it is that am i seeing that correctly is that the orange one or is it pink it's pink mine is pink. pink mine is like it's like a it's like a grapefruit color this yeah. is the um yeah it's just oil-free acne wash it has to say it says salicylic acid acne treatment i don't really get acne i get like no. i get like this which is kind of a like um 
it's like a one day pimple. <laughs> it like, it's there for today and then tomorrow it'll probably be gone. But right. it's, it's more like a red kind of like point of inflammation than, a, than an, yeah, a, I get splotches, yeah. I get splotches. Anyway, you just have to check in the ingredients that it's in fact has the medicinal ingredient of 2% salicylic acid. I've also used the one from the Inky list. I like that one too. I've used the off brand, like the Life brand or the drugstore brand of 2%. I like, I find them all the same. This one I like because it smells like grapefruit. Um, but honestly, give it a try. Okay, I will. Tell me what you think. I'm gonna put that on my list. You may as well. I mean, it's like what, $7.99. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, last place. Oh, yeah. Last place. It's the Olympics. Someone's got to be last. In the skincare Olympics, Sarah, what do you give last place? Uh, see, now I put these two back to back on purpose because I just said this beautiful rosehip seed oil. Oh, I got the wrong one. I put down the wrong one. Okay, so it is the ordinary. Oh, zing. There, I got it. It is the ordinary. It is the organic cold pressed rosehip seed oil. However, back to back, the Best ordinary does something with their oils or I don't know what, this burns my face. I've tried it again and again and again because this is $42 and this is 10. So it's like organic pressed rosehip seed. It's gotta be the same. It is not the same. Wow. It burns within one minute of putting it on my skin. I have to wash it off. I tried it many times being like, well, maybe I was just pregnant. Well, maybe I was just breastfeeding. Well, maybe it was just the winter. No. And I picked this out on purpose to talk about The Ordinary, which is not a bad brand. It's not a bad brand at all. But there's kind of two things. There's two reasons why The Ordinary is cheaper. Um, and the first is packaging. Mm-hmm they don't spend a ton of money on their packaging. Right. So uh, things can and change. Everything looks the same. Fire. Everything looks Pardon? the same. And everything, everything looks, looks the, the same. same. Like they have like yes. economies of scale, which is basically like every yes. single bottle gets basically the same package. This Paula's Choice one, it I don't know if you can hear that tap, but it mm -hmm. is a very thick, very opaque glass to keep to keep this going and it's a pump top right so mm -hmm. there's no air getting in there um that's not necessarily what you would need for the rosehip seed oil but whatever they're doing it's not great for this the other thing is that the ordinary only tests kind of as much as they have to so they test for somewhat of effectiveness but they also just test that it doesn't like hurt your skin you know it that it it does something of what it's supposed to um and then they stop there so other companies that's where they start and then they start refining their product and doing more testing to get the effectiveness quite a bit higher so that it appeals to a broader range of people um and that that testing is expensive so the product gets to be more expensive because they it has to go in expensive casing in, in expensive packaging yeah it has to be tested for effectiveness. Does that mean that the ordinary is going to hurt your skin? No, not necessarily. It really doesn't. Um, it just means that every piece of the ordinary, every product in the ordinary is kind of a hit or miss. Right. It might work for I, you, it might not. I totally agree with that. 
And honestly, I can't think of a single product from The Ordinary that I was like, oh yeah, I'd buy that again. Honestly, I can't. And partly, and I have tried a fair number, like enough. I've tried enough yeah. um, to just kind of know that even if it's 649 or whatever, it's just like not gonna feel like a great way to spend 649. You know, I do and, have their oil cleanser. Okay. And I don't have to purchase that. Now that's also in very unusual packaging. And I feel like it's a very small volume. Like I have a giant bottle yeah. of the Misha, which was probably, I don't know, $25, but it'll last me like maybe five months, maybe longer. This is, I mean, this is the smallest bottle, um, mostly because the big bottle sells out. So it's actually oh. a product from the ordinary that, that a lot of people use. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it goes on, it goes on thick, almost like a cream. And then mm -hmm. you activate it with rubbing it and it, and then it becomes the, the squalene or squalene oil. Fascinating. Oh, that's it's pretty nice. cool. So it's like a balm to oil. Mm -hmm. It is a balm mm -hmm. to oil. And for somebody who lacks a lot of oil in their skin, mm -hmm. that's a, that's a perfect thing for me. But again, it's so, it's so hit or miss with them. Mm -hmm. Um, my last place is something I don't have because I hate it so much. And that is, <laughs> and that is a chemical sunscreen for my oh. face. I cannot stand the idea or the actual experience of burning stingy eyeballs from sunscreen. I hate it. My eyes yes. are very sensitive. Most people's eyes are. I mean, obviously, it's not like someone's like, I have really strong eyes. My eyes are very <laughs> tough. You're right. Nobody says it. Nobody says that. No. But I just find it just takes the slightest idea of sunscreen near my eyes for them to water for the entire day. And it's a whole production. And I love my makeup and my mascara too much to put that at risk. So I, I, do not do chemical sunscreen at all on my face. And I don't even do any product that's like, contains SPF 10. I'm like, get get out of here. <laughs> get away from me. You're not welcome here. The, the CeraVe that I love has a partner. It's called, this is called CeraVe PM, CeraVe Nuit, and CeraVe yes. Journée Daytime is, um, has a SPF 30 and I'm like, no get out of here. I don't need my eyeballs watering all day. There's enough to cry about in the world without wearing chemical sunscreen on your face. I will do it on my body and my arms and stuff. Yes. <laughs> I have very strong feelings. Um, but I just hate it. I just hate chemical sunscreen. The minute it hits my eyes, I'm like, well, that was a waste of a day. May as well go back to bed and try all over again. Um, <laughs> that's how I feel. That's but Valid. I love and wear, I mean, you said you apply twice a day and kudos to you, my hat, I took mm -hmm. my hat to you. Um, but I do apply first thing in the morning after, after my vitamin C, after my CeraVe, I do a nice thick layer of um, physical sunscreen. And I have been really loving any kind of, you know, zinc oxide, titanium dioxide products um, for sunscreen for years. Wow. So I'm not anti-sunscreen. I'm just no. anti chemical sunscreen. And you can't really be anti-sunscreen nowadays. I mean, no. you can, but. Even Come Gwyneth on. is pro-sunscreen. <sighs> if you want to just do Except a little. The video where she tells you to only put your sunscreen here so that you can give yourself contouring. What? Come on. Insane. Girl, you are pale. 
put on that sunscreen. I felt like Are she was tricking doing? us. She was just like, you know what? The internet's been boring for a little while. Let me do something really crazy. <laughs> Let me tell you to just put sunscreen on the high points of your face. Because like, there's no way. There's no way she does that. That was a joke. No. Please. No. Gwyneth, if you're here, tell us it was a joke. <laughs> We're listening. We're captive audience. We're ready. We're ready for you to say gotcha. Yes. <laughs> I actually use a, a combo of the the chemical mineral. Sunscreen. Okay. What do you use? I use sun bum. Um, oh, in the okay. pot. So there's two sun bum, sun bum face um, sunscreens that are 50. And I tried using the the one that's just in the squeeze tube and it was nice, but it actually didn't have any of the mineral where the one that's in the pot, um, I wish I had it with me because I'm just describing it poorly, but it has 7% zinc. Really? And it does have the very faintest of white casts. Okay. Which I mean, we're I'm white to so it. I'm used bad, to it now. I'm used to it now. I just like, I massage my face. I talk, I think about the white cast. I just like, additionally say thank you white cast for protecting me from right. premature aging and skin cancer and i just i just massaged in i don't know maybe it's gonna yes. give me more wrinkles because i'm really really manhandling my face yeah but um no I, I i everything i use has a white cast pretty much yes i haven't found anything that doesn't so maybe i should try the sun bum it is it is just a mild white cast like mm -hmm. i can rub it in and, it, and it's mostly gone and i actually find that it gives me a nice a nice sheen Mm -hmm. It does have some chemical sunscreen to it, but I have found that I can swim with it, so no problem. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Other ones, I, ha I know what you mean, where you, like, put on some Neutrogena, and it's like, oh, there it goes. <laughs> it's going to go all down my face. No, I really like this one. I find that, perhaps this is just my thinking, but the, the zinc kind of holds it in place. Like, it doesn't, doesn't move yeah. as much. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that way, too. It does feel kind of mask-like in it a does. great way. Yes. I like it. Here's my sun mask. A screen, yeah. if you will. It is a very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Sarah. Sunscreen Olympics. Not oh. sunscreen Olympics. Skincare Olympics. Skincare Olympics. I think we picked some really good winners. I think so, too. I'm definitely going to try. We went pretty broad. I think we did too. Did we, was there any area, we didn't talk about vitamin C. I have a new vitamin C that I'm trying. Okay. We'll have to, not really ready to talk about we'll it. To, we'll have to review it. <laughs> we'll have to review it later. Um, I talked about, yeah, I think we did. We didn't do lips or lip care or anything like that. And we didn't really do like body care, but. I mean, no. Or eyes. We can do another one. Okay. Great. Great. Um, Sarah, I love talking to you as always. Me too. Thank you for being the person who indulges me the most in my love of beauty and skincare and also thinks the deep thoughts that I like to think about the society that we live in and the ways that we're pressured to think and uh, conform to norms. It's absolutely my pleasure. I don't think anybody else really wants to hear me talk about this as much. Well, we had a lot of people join in today and yeah. um, and I think we did. I think we did, you know, uh, make the most yeah, of it. Yeah, maybe in my sphere. To a lot of people. <laughs> in your sphere, 
people would like to hear me talk in my sphere. The kids are like, can you just, can you just make more chicken nuggets? You're like, but if you put Vaseline on over top of your, (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh, Sarah, we're going to do this again very soon. Oh, I hope so. Maybe in person. That would be, yeah, devil vaccinated for a long time now. Oh, me too. Me too. Excited. Okay, we'll have to we'll have to put that one in the in the idea bank for the future. I yes. hope you have a beautiful evening. You too. Okay, you too. and I will see you soon. Yes, in person right. soon. Hopefully, in person soon. Yes, can't wait. I'll talk to you later, Sarah. Have a good day. Bye. So that was my conversation with Sarah. I. You know, I hope you loved it as much as I did. And again, thanks for indulging in a bit of a longer form podcast. Um, It's an experiment. Listen, everything about this is an experiment. I would love to hear your thoughts. If you um, are interested in connecting with me and telling me what you thought of this episode, that's great. You can always please write a rating and review on um, whatever format you're listening to your podcast. And, um, yeah, I am really looking forward to making content that, you know, really fills me up because there is something about the kind of connection that is bred from sincere, mindfully created content, um, that isn't done under duress or stress or comparison or fear of missing out. That is one of the biggest lessons I'm learning this summer and it's getting me closer and closer to the person that I want to be. So thanks for being a part of that and I hope it's uh, part of your own journey as well as you get closer to the person that feels the most like you. That's all for now. My name is Erin. This has been Medium Lady Talks, and I will see you again soon. Bye.